Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, host up, together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast and all of our 2022 events. ProCare Health wants to tackle some of the stigmas of bariatric surgery. For example, one of the toughest part of being a bariatric patient is making sure we're getting in all those vitamins and checking in with our doctor to see if we actually achieve proper absorption. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win, and they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Who's ready to hear an inspirational weight loss surgery story? Today, we're talking to Joanna. Hey, how are you? (laughs) Good, how are you? I'm so excited to chat with you. Let's start with your stats. I think everybody wants to hear stats. Like, that's huge. Height, weight, all that good stuff. From the very starting to to now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I had weight loss surgery. Well, the highest I was was 300 pounds. My surgery day, I was 265, and currently I am 193. Awesome. Wow. So how tall are you? I'm 5'6", and I'm 24 years old. Oh, you're so young. You're a baby. (laughs) I don't feel like a baby. I have a son who's 22, and I was visiting him in Europe, and I kept calling him Sugar Bear because I used to call him Sugar Bear when he was little. He said, Mom, I'm a grown man. I'm married. I'm married. Can't call me sugar bear anymore. And I was, so. I know you're not a baby. Tell me about your bariatric journey. Okay. So my bariatric journey, since I, since I can remember when I was like younger, 15, 16, my grandma would always tell my mom, Hey, like there's a surgery, look into it for her. Cause I've always been overweight, extremely overweight my whole life. And uh, my mama would just kind of like push it off. When I was 16, she told me, my grandma was like, Jenna, look into the surgery. Like you're super overweight, this and that. But she never really pushed it, but she's like, hey, here's this option. I've heard it works. I, I know people. But at 16, you don't really think about, about that. You know, you're young, you're, you know, you don't think about that. So just kind of like never thought about it. Um, and then when I turned 20, I believe 21, um, a video on TikTok by by Nicole. I think her name is Bypass by Nicole. Check her <gasps> out on TikTok. Her oh, wait, wait a minute. Bypass Nicole. She's doing yeah. our San Diego event. Oh, that's amazing. She's our inspirational story for San Diego and her and her mother are doing it. Yes, her mom. I, I, that, her, she was the first video of like what I eat in a day after like after yeah. having. And that's her video was the one that I was like. It just came up on my for you page one day and I was like, you know what, let me start looking into the surgery because me and my husband actually were trying to have um we were trying to start a family for two years and nothing. And I went to get I went to the doctors, got diagnosed with PCOS and with PCOS. 
and she was just like lose weight lose weight lose weight so for the longest time every i've i've been through weight watchers i've been through slim for life i've done her herbalife the whole program i've done a whole bunch of programs every magic weight loss pill from mexico that my grandma and my aunt go to mexico for and bring back i've tried them all and uh-huh. nothing worked so then her videos came out on my on my for you page and i was like you know what let me look into this and i talked to my husband and i was like hey like i'm really thinking about having weight loss surgery and i mentioned it to my mom and it was kind of like i was researching doctors um here in the u.s and through with my insurance and um they quoted me the cheapest one was twenty two thousand with insurance so i was like that's a lot of money first of all and um my mom had a friend in has a friend in Mexico in Piedras Negras, Coahuila, Mexico, mm-hmm. and she told her she was like, "Hey, there's actually like a master surgeon here. Um, I know people that have gone with him. Um, his name's Doctor Alvarez or Doctor A. Look him up. Have her look him up." So as soon as I saw him on all social media and everything, I was like, "He's my doctor. He's who I'm gonna go with." And I told my husband, I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it." Um, because, you know, we were trying for two years and nothing. And my OBGYN was like, you need to lose weight. You can't, you need, I can't give you any treatments because you're overweight. And that's a huge health risk. I can't do anything about it until you lose weight. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I went, I sent him an email. And within the month, I was on my way to Mexico to have VSG <laughs> uh, surgery. I'm shocked about the Mexican mother and grandmother, because usually mm-hmm. they they're just very traditional and typically they don't know anything about it. And even when you try to explain it, they don't understand what you're talking about. So the fact that they pushed that said, Hey, let's do, you need, this is a great idea is amazing for the Hispanic culture period. Yeah. That's, that's, I've I've always said that my family's always been my number one supporters. I have other Mexican friends out there like, no, my, I've lost like, cousins or like contact with aunts because they they hate on my surgery so much this and that I'm like I'm so thankful that my family my whole family is so open-minded yeah the super supportive wow that yeah that's amazing because I tried to tell my mom she didn't understand and then I just gave up trying to explain it to her what it was she was like forget it yeah. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> so how was your surgery over there it was it went great I went, my mom, it was me and my mom. We drove all the way to Mexico. I think it was seven hours. And since it's my dad's hometown and my mom grew there, grew up there for a little bit. She actually went to the high school that's across the street from the hospital, like, like walking like 30 seconds away from the hospital. Um, they grew up there when they were younger. And um, so everything was really familiar to us. And as soon as you cross the border, it's no more than like 10 minutes. And we parked in there, everything was gated. I had surgery on a Thursday and was out Saturday morning yeah and I was with Dr. A and how much did he charge of uh, 8,500 for me and he did what surgery VSG I can never say the real <laughs> yeah vertical sleeve gastrectomy yes how was it afterwards did you have a hard time eating or was it pretty smooth sailing Nope. It was pretty smooth. Like I had Thursday, I had surgery on a Thursday and on Monday I was back at work, like nothing. I have an office job. So I just sit down and type all day. So nothing really just lived off of popsicles and Gatorades the first week. Yeah. And, um, 
patients, no nothing. Everything went smooth. What was your BMI when you went into surgery? If, if you were over 300 pounds and you were five, six, right? You said five, six. My surgery weight was 265. 265. And then what was your BMI? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. I'm sure it was well over 35 though. Yes. I oh yeah. Look it up. Let me see. <laughs> um, you have diabetes or any medical problems? Yes. Um, high cholesterol, high tri I can never say that word, triglycerate, tri- triglycerides. Yeah. And um, I was pre-diabetic. Wow. So you were just not happy. You were having a really tough time. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. I think when I started looking into bariatric surgery too, I found somebody on TikTok also. It wasn't bypassed uh, Nicole. It was finding my way back to health. And I started watching her videos and it helped me. But Nicole has an amazing story also. I don't know if, if I'm sure you know her story. Come yes. in, right? Yeah. And yeah. so incredible story. And she's just so amazing. You had your surgery, you got home and it was, it's been pretty easy through there. I bet the weight just started falling off super quick, huh? Yep. It started falling off quick. It was kind of like from one day to another, everybody was like, Joanna, there's a huge difference already. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, in the beginning, I couldn't see it because I hate like and I, when I still see myself in the mirror, I do see myself a little bit smaller, but I still see the 300 pound Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, Joanna, you're like, or people that haven't seen me in like since before surgery, they're like, what happened to you? They're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. I see myself in the mirror. I think my heaviest, I was 211, but I'm four foot 11. So yeah. I'm way shorter. And right now I'm like 138 and I still see that person. I could be wearing size two or an extra small shirt. And I still feel like I'm the same mentally. I'm still that person. It's weird yeah. how that, that body dysmorphia just messes with your head. Yeah. It does. Yeah. How did your coworkers deal with it? I bet they were like shocked as you started losing weight. Did you tell them at work? Oh, yeah, I told him whenever I saw uh, Nicole's videos, I was actually like, guys, look how much she can eat on the first like week that she could eat. And they're like, that's all she could eat. And she would show like the little like tiny containers. And I'm like, that's how much I'm going to eat. And they were like, is that how much you're going to eat? And I was like, I think so. Because, you know, in the beginning, I knew nothing about weight loss surgery. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's crazy that like, you know, I'm going to eat, you know, that much. And even on my two week pre-op diet, they would always kind of like, and I, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm doing two weeks protein shakes. Don't feel bad eating around me because it's only four girls and we all sit in a row, but there's like little windows next to each other. Um, and I was like, guys, don't feel bad. But they were like, we feel bad eating like around you. And I'm like, don't feel bad. This is my choice and my choice only. I can't get mad at you guys for eating, you know, yeah. tacos or pizza, you know, but they're really supportive. I will definitely tell Nicole and hook y'all up because I think she would love to hear that she inspired you to have surgery and she's, I'm sure you've seen what she looks like now, right? Yeah. I have actually messaged you her through TikTok and I was like, girl, you're the reason (laughs) I had surgery. Oh, y'all have already talked. Yes. Yes. Oh man. She's so beautiful. She is just a beautiful person. She's just so amazing. How did your husband do and the transition from Joanna before and then the Joanna now? 
it was a bit hard in the beginning because it was kind of like how do we go with the way he eats because he loves to eat and he's not like big but he's a little chunky but he's not he's not like big you know and right now Mm -hmm. he's actually working on it he's he, he's losing weight now, but um, it was kind of hard because he would, when he wasn't eating healthy, he would bring home tacos and, or whatever from whatever he would pick up and it would be like extremely hard for me because I'm like, I can't eat that, right? You know, and in the very, especially in the very, very beginning. That I was and like, tacos, oh, yeah. so good. And, um, but you know, with time we worked, we worked on it and right now we actually eat the same thing. It's just that his portions are a lot bigger than mine. So we we're good with it. He's been so really supportive. So you have to tell me, uh, do you have kids now? Did you get to have kids? Nope. Right now we're actually in a time in our life that we want to start our own businesses. So we're like, maybe we should wait. Let's wait another. Let's just wait. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you have time to have kids, yeah. but that's exciting. Cause now, you know, when you're ready that yeah. you can get pregnant now. Yeah. You know, and you can go to your doctor and now whatever treatments they have, you can totally start and, you know, your weight will be fine. So how much do you weigh right now? 193. 193. That's right. Okay. So, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. So your surgery, um, how many months were you at again? Um, right now I'm 10 months post-op. Almost in a year exciting yes. though are you still losing weight now or is it slowed down um it's slowed down a lot I, I honestly haven't lost anything in about three months now but I have lost a, a jean size I'm from a 14 to a 12 my 14s are way too big now <laughs> in those three months you know I kind of think that's what happened to me I went through the stall I was like 152 or something and it took forever and I couldn't get down and then I was like all depressed I wasn't losing weight. And then I started to question everything I was eating. Am I yeah. eating too much sugar-free? Am I eating, do I need to eat organic? Or am I not getting enough protein? And then, but the minute I said, screw it, I'm just going to forget about it. And I started even eating more. Yeah. And then I just dropped my body like, oh, five pounds. I'm waiting for that day because that's I'm going through that right now that I tell my husband, am I eating too much? And he's like, you literally eat a cup size of food at like each meal. You're not eating a lot. I yeah. promise. But I'm, but I'm like, it's been three months. I haven't lost anything, but um, I put on my size 14s and I tell him I need size 12s and I, I need to get rid of these 14s because they don't fit anymore. And I haven't lost a pound. <laughs> the money that you waste though, right? Yeah. But now you can go shopping in like regular stores and you can buy whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. And you probably feel really good in your clothes now. You feel sexy and pretty and. Oh, amazing. Before surgery, when I I went with my friend to the mall and she was like, let's go to this store, let's go to this store. And after like two stores, she's like, are you not going to get anything? I'm like, well, there's nothing here for me. Nothing here fits me. (laughs) And now it's like, oh, I can go wherever and. anything fits now so oh yeah I I think that's amazing you don't have to worry about going to like a specialty store like Lane Bryant you know and you can just shop you could go anywhere yeah yeah what is the biggest change that you've noticed after bariatric surgery the biggest change the thing that I told my husband the other day when I cook my feet and my back no longer hurt 
because anytime I would just stand for a long period of time, I couldn't stand the back pain or like the bottom of my feet would like burn from the weight. And now it's like, I even noticed it just the other day when I was cooking, we were meal prepping all day. I'm like, my back and feet don't hurt anymore. After like months of it, of it not hurting, but I just like, just now noticed, I'm like, oh, my body doesn't hurt as much anymore. Oh my God. That's nice though. I mean, because yeah. we don't think about the body pain that we have when we're like really overweight, like our knees hurt, our ankles hurt. If we sit down too long, I mean, it just, it's, it's just, you're uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. It's just harder to get around. It's harder to do stuff, putting your seatbelt yeah. on, getting in and out <laughs> of the car, you know, yeah. or I've been embarrassed two times that I've gone on a roller coaster and they're like, get off. You can't, you don't fit. You can't ride the ride. That's happened. Yeah. Twice. And they literally <laughs> tell you after you get up there that you have to get off. Yes. yes. And they make okay. you literally get off the damn thing and go back down. Yep. In front of everybody watching. The first traumatic one was actually in Galveston, Texas. We went to the little fair or the pier that they have. And I forgot what ride it was, but my parents got on it and my sister. My husband hates roller coasters. So he's like, I'm not going to get on. So now I was like, okay. So all four of us went on and he was the, the operator was clicking everybody in and he got to me and he was like pushing it like extra hard with like all his weight. And he was like, sorry, it won't click close. You can't ride the ride. So oh I had to God. get off. There was a whole line of people and everybody was just staring. And then when I got off, I remember I told my husband and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, it's not okay. You know? Oh, that's yeah. so embarrassing though. I don't know what's worse doing that or being able to go down the ride, the slide and like getting stuck down going down the slide that's happened to me before oh really yeah it's like I won't go yeah I'm like it's supposed to be where you like can slide down real easy I get stuck there's no air break in there it's like a suction so you can't go down I don't know I don't know which one's worse I don't know I think they both suck (laughs) <laughs> walk me through what you eat in a day in a day every morning I eat eggs um it the okay so I eat eggs one egg with either ham turkey sausage or bacon that's always like those three options I always eat that um with a slice of avocado well one ounce of avocado and then I put cholula sauce on my eggs and um whatever meat I want that day and that's literally what I eat every morning and then for lunch, right now I'm eating, so like for today for lunch, I had two ounces of, sorry, three ounces of chicken with two ounces of broccoli. And then before getting on here, I had my little, my little quick and easy salad that I came up with. It was just an ounce of salad and the pre three snacks, the ham, cheddar, and turkey. Mm-hmm. And I just add with the Olive Garden light Italian dressing. I love those little later, P3s though. Yes, I love them. Those are my favorite. And then later today, I'm just waiting for my husband to get home. And I think I'm just going to eat more chicken and vegetables. You are eight months out and you can eat your protein and your vegetables now. You have enough room for that. Ten months. Yes, I have enough room. Ten, ten months. You have enough room for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, like one or two pieces of broccoli, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I've been trying to get more in. That's a tough one. Like I'm, I'm ready to eat more than just protein. I mean, I try to drink like, um, 
the protein water. Have you tried Termino? No, I have not. I tell you, I've tried other ones and they taste chalky or have like an aftertaste, but Termino just tastes like, it's just like water with a flavor, but it's not strong, strong. Right. We will have these at our. Dallas meetup. Yes. We will have these in our swag bags at all our events. So you'll be able to try this, but man, it is so good. It's like my favorite. What is it like now that y'all, I mean, you're young, you probably get to go out and go dancing. I've been going out a lot, (laughs) a lot. I actually through TikTok, I've met a few weight loss surgery friends and Mm -hmm. it's almost like a thing on Friday now to try out a new restaurant in Dallas. And then after that, we just go out. You live in Dallas, Texas? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're close to the event and we're having the the event coming up in Dallas on the 24th. Yes. Exciting. I've been, I've been to uh, two other events with the doctor there. Yeah. Dr. Cribbins. How did you meet Dr. Joe Cribbins? So doctor, let me, I remember how I, how I found out about this bariatric event. It wasn't, it was kind of just like, it popped up on my, on my Instagram one day mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it's a bariatric event, a meetup bariatric event, um, just to talk, you know, to other bariatric patients. Yeah. And I was like, I was, I'm a really shy person. And I was like, should I go? Should I not go? And my husband was like, go, go make bariatric friends, people that actually understand what you're going through. Like, yeah. oh, like, you know what? I'm going to go. And I went and I've met a lot of, a lot of amazing friends from from that from that event and I've been there I went I've been there twice so what is that like to actually get to meet people that you meet online whether it's TikTok or Instagram and you get to actually hang out with these people and make other friends with bariatric patients oh it's amazing because it's like yeah I have my friends that aren't bariatric patients but it's not not that I don't want to say it's the same but when we go out with when I got with my bariatric patients, we know our struggles. <laughs> like it's funny because sometimes we'll we'll all like with two or three people we'll share a plate, or you know we just kind of it's especially if they're new and like we're like hey I found a new girl I'm gonna have her come or my friends are like hey I found a new girl that wants to meet everybody we just sit there and we love talking about our journeys and how we did you know, the week this past week or what we did um, or what we're doing a little differently in our stalls and how much we worked out. So it's, I like it because it's things that are actually relatable to all of us. They understand, you know, when you get a little bit on your plate, they don't ask you, why are you just eating that? Or that's all you're going to get. So they understand why you're doing that. What's your favorite products? your go-to bariatric products right now my go-to bariatric products um if I'm completely honest ever since my I could eat my doctor was like eat your protein don't drink it so I haven't tried many shakes because oh especially after surgery I can't I can't stand premier protein shakes after weight loss surgery I love them before like that's what any that's everything I could drink but now it's they're too sweet for me so I've been buying a few now since I'm working out a lot more intensely. So I'm like, mm, I probably need to up my protein, you know, for after workout. So I'm trying out a few. And my go-to is Fairlife protein shakes. And yes, um, the, yes. uh, Pro Care, they're right next to me. The Pro Care Health uh, caramel 
calcium chewables because I feel like those mm-hmm. taste like candy. Yeah, and the <laughs> chocolate squares are so good. Yeah. Yes. You pretty much stay with, you know, eating like real protein, like meat. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Because I've, I've also seen on like on Facebook groups because I, I hate it and I saw it today because I feel like almost like I'm failing, but I know I'm not. Because I know some people are like, oh, some days I can eat a lot. Some days I can eat nothing. And I'm like, I haven't experienced that. haven't been able to eat nothing. I've always been able to eat all my foods. And I prefer to eat. You know, I've never I've ne- never been nauseous over a food. Never been nothing. So a part of me is like, mm, it's a blessing and a curse. Because sometimes I wish that like everything wouldn't go down so easily. Wow. So you've never dumped? Never. Oh my God. You're the second person. I cannot believe that. I am on the opposite end. If it has too much carbs, my body's like up. Or if it has too much fat, I will, I'll get this grumbling in my stomach. It's like, what was that? (laughs) You know, it's, it's like a little upset. Like it just hits your stomach and it's like, whoa. And then I probably have 30 seconds, 20 seconds to get to the toilet. Oh, wow. And and it cleans your whole body out. Like it's like you're dying. It's horrible. (laughs) Really crazy. No, I've never, never experienced that. So you don't get nauseous or acid reflux? No, only in the big, the only time I've ever honestly been nauseous throughout my whole surgery was minutes after waking up from, from the anesthesia. That's the only time I got nauseous ever since that. Oh, I also got nauseous with the, with the shakes. In the very beginning when I was like, okay, it's time for shakes. And I was like, no, I can't take it. I can't do it. But no, ever since that, never been nauseous. Sometimes, and also I did, I forgot what multivitamin I took that was um, chewable. And that one also made me nauseous, but I think I, I ate it with an empty stomach. So it's probably, it's probably what it was. Yeah, sometimes it makes you sick. My favorite right now is Celebrate Vitamins. They have these lemon calcium chews. They taste like soft Laffy Taffies. Yeah. Like a, Uh, oh man, they're so good. good. I know it's really (laughs) good. And it even, I just ate one a while ago. That's why it's up here. It even is yellow, like a Laffy Taffy. (laughs) And so it even breaks apart. I mean, see, it's like a, like a Laffy Taffy, but girl. (laughs) Oh, a Starburst. There you go. So it's like a soft Starburst. But in a lemon yeah. flavor. But they also have strawberry. I want to try the strawberry. I don't know what I would do if these ProCare and Celebrate didn't give yeah. us these great tasting vitamins that don't taste like vitamins. <laughs> I actually need to get them because I've heard many good things. I use vitamin patches, but I've noticed that they've been like almost burning my skin or like leaving a little a little imprint. So I'm kind of like, maybe I should start looking into which vitamins are like yeah. to actually eat. My dietitian said to get patch aids also. Mm-hmm. And so I ordered, I got on a subscription, but I like to put them on my stomach because I felt like on my arm, they would just come off. Well, but I actually have parts on my stomach from them. So it's kind of like scars in the beginning. Fine. Oh, little, little, mark, little dark imprints that they haven't, it hasn't gone away. And I like tie, like I rub on them, like wash them yeah. off. It's not the stick. It's kind of, I don't know. I don't know what it did, but in the beginning it was fine until now that I'm like, mm, maybe I should take a break and actually uh, eat my vitamins. I used Patch Aid for a while and then, but I went to my doctor and 
my iron and vitamin D. I was still deficient in a lot of vitamins. I still have some and I'll still put them on at night when I yes. think of it, just because I already paid for them. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I want to get rid of the ones I have, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like a red underneath there yeah. and it peels off, but it's like a red or like it leaves like a imprint. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what that's. I don't know. I've been doing much better now that I eat my vitamins. Um, yeah. That's probably what because last month I got my um my labs and everything looked perfect so it's kind of like oh how they're they're working but you're young Damien though see yeah. at your age you know and I, I can eat all the food so it's kind of like I don't know if that's it also that I can eat everything but it's kind of like, like I don't know I'm 50 years old now you don't what thank you <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. I, I don't feel old. If you ask me, Celia, how old do you feel right now? I would say, I probably feel like I'm 35. Yeah. Like I'm in my thirties. That's how I feel. My body doesn't how- ache. Oh, thank you. My body doesn't <laughs> hurt, but I know I'm old because I have a son who's 31 and I have another oh. son who's 22 and then another son who's 19. So I know I'm old. <laughs> I just know I'm old, but you know, yeah. I don't feel old. I just, I know I'm getting there. I mean, as you get older, your, the vitamins, I think with the bariatric surgery, kind of, it's harder to get caught up with your vitamins and stay on track. And my yeah. hormones got out of whack with bariatric surgery. But you yes. seem to be doing good. What about your period? Did you have that period thing that they talk about after surgery where you have your period? Yes. As soon as I came back home. So, okay. Thir- surgery Thursday. I think by that next Thursday, like I think one week passed by. It just came for like a whole month. Non- maybe a month and a half. Nonstop. What? It was horrible. A whole, a whole month. And then I was like, okay. I started drinking my birth control because I had the okay to start drinking my birth control again. And I was like, okay, well, my birth control will start regulating it, right? Nope. It was every two, after a month and a half, it was two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on until I reached seven months post-op. And now it's every, it's every four weeks now, but it's extremely heavy. Like I'm extremely heavy this past month's period I was using an ultra tampon and I was going through it in an hour so I had to wear a pad because it was it, I was leaking Girl, hour, I, was already- I don't know if that has anything to do with fertility but you are probably fertile as hell your body's like give me a baby <laughs> I bet I bet I mean I don't know I don't I don't even know why we get that I think even after I had surgery of course, I didn't know of this either, but I remember I got home and like the next day, or I don't remember when it was, I was like, I started my period. I was like, great. I just had surgery and now I started my period. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was bad. I think it was like a week or like five, like a normal period, five days. And then it went away. No, mine was horrible. It was like a month after my surgery. How about your doctors? What did they say? Did you go to the doctor for it? Um, I messaged my sur- my surgeon and he was like, it's just your hormones getting, you know, 
out of whack because all this weight is coming off. And before surgery, I never had a period. So I would have a period. Well, with birth control, I have a, I'd have a controlled period because of the pills. But if I was off my if I was off birth control, I would have my period maybe if I was lucky two times a year. Wow. And it was yeah. And after surgery, it's like well now I'm 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 on birth control. And I guess it's still regulating it. But um, yeah, since surgery, it's been they they've been a lot. And my cramps have been worse. I used to not have cramps, and now I have cramps. I get really mm. shitty PMS. Girl, I cry. Yeah. Man, oh, out of nowhere, I'm doing so good. And then I'll wake up one day and I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I'm failing. Like, <laughs> I can't do anything yeah. right. Nothing's going to work out. You, know? yeah. you start, like, you get this depressive cloud over you, it seems like for me. I just, yeah. Or you crave being under the sun and you're like, but I can't be eating these things. And it makes you even more sad. Because I would binge on my periods before surgery. I would eat everything. I That was my excuse. Oh, I'm on my period. So I deserve everything and anything. And mm-hmm. now it's like, I can't. I mean, I could. But uh, why? Like, I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But, you know, we need to get a hormone specialist on here. Because I'm curious to even know why the whole period thing happens. And yeah how that works it's so funny how bariatric surgery just kind of reboots your whole system and it like kicks it all back into gear like it aligns it you know and then now your body's ready to have a baby to are you ready to have you're not ready to have a baby not right now anymore because we're we're both working on our our businesses and i want to be more into social media because i'm actually also working on a podcast setup that with a friend that i've been wanting to do for a long time oh i have we're just working on the setup. Well, what's it um, about? What's the podcast about? It's also going to be bariatric. Oh, uh, more, more Latina and like the stories that girls go through. Cause we've met a few that like, when we go to the club, a lot that have gotten divorced. Cause they're like, I'm like, why do you get divorced? And they're like, because I actually got, um, let me keep this PG. Cause I actually got the courage to leave him now. Um, yeah, I lost the weight and I'm like, okay. And it's like, just stories that girls have told us um, a lot in the Mexican community of like how we get treated. I've even seen it, how guys will treat you after losing a lot of weight. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's called skinny privilege. They call it where they treat you completely different now. And we were just talking about that on the last episode. And then there was another episode where she had surgery and everything seemed fine. And, but she lost all the weight and she's real flocka. She's real skinny. Now her husband left her. What the hell? It's so sad. And it's like, what the hell? I don't understand what happened. There's some men who have, I think relationships are just really hard. There's some men who marry that chubby person and that's who they're attracted to. And so when they lose all this weight, that's not the person they married. And so they're like, that's not what I want. And then you have skin, you know, your skin's kind of saggy and it's like some men are just assholes about it and they're just not, or you have some like yours, like you said, where the guy was already an asshole, but you were with mm-hmm. him. Cause you thought that's all you could get, or that's all you had. You don't want to be by yourself. 
being overweight and obese, we kind of just, because we've all had those relationships, right? Where they're an asshole, you know, it's an abusive relationship. It's like an emotionally abusive relationship. And you feel like you have to please them and please them and please them. And, and you never put yourself first. And then when you have bariatric surgery, it's like, hold up. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about me now. It's my time. Like I'm freaking beautiful and I'm wearing size eight pants or whatever. And I'm feeling yes. good in my skin. Yeah. And then you realize I don't have to put up with this. Yeah. I don't have to put up with this guy. And, you know, and you finally get the strength, the inner strength. Yeah. to freaking leave them. Wait. Yeah. I love, I think you're the second Mexican I've had on here. Oh, like wow. <laughs> it's really hard to get that whole Hispanic culture sharing, because I think we're just inherently don't put our business out there. No, no. Cause not. all the guys out there that judge I've actually after bariatric surgery, cause I'm, all, I'm an open book. Anybody can judge. Um, I even had like friends like, can I tell my family? And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. It's fine. And they're like, oh, well, this person said that they know somebody who gained weight. You know, the whole story that, oh, they gained weight after surgery or whatever. And I'm like, oh, like, that's just so annoying. And I know why a lot of people just don't come out to say anything. Because I know like after surgery, I knew I knew people that I didn't know that had surgery come and tell me, hey, I had this surgery. And I'm like, oh, I would have never known because they just don't like to share it Mm -hmm. I don't know how you were brought up but we just don't put our shit out there in public like when I was little and we were at the grocery store and I was being really bad my mom she had five kids we were acting up and she would just if it was a white lady boy she'd spank you they just spank the hell out of their kids right in front of everybody they don't care but a Mexican mother will lean in and say, all right, mijita, when we get mm-hmm. home. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait to wait till we get home. All right, mijita. And then as soon and boy, you knew you're in trouble. You yeah. knew you were gonna get tore up when you got home. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> shut up and I'd try to be super good. I'd be good in the car, I'd be good on the way home. Car, yeah. All right. As soon as that door closed behind her, that's it. Then she yelled and spanked me and it was over. I was done. So, you know, we just don't put our business out there for people to talk about our gossip. Like we don't put our business out there because you just don't do that. You just don't. And I think a lot like to portray that they're this perfect family in front of everybody. And then like, Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. I think Hispanics are, you know, it's just in general, I am first generation Mexican-American. So my dad was from Mexico. Yes. I think it's just really hard because we just, I mean, and I'm way older than you are, of course, but when we were in school, we couldn't talk Spanish. I mean, if yeah. we talked Spanish, they would send us in the office and they would spank us. It was not allowed to speak your language, period. You could not speak Spanish. So we, yeah, we would get spanked. It was, it was, it was like against the rules to talk Spanish. So we, I was raised to be ashamed of my culture and not talk Spanish. And so I could only talk Spanish because I was at home with my parents in my house. 
But at school, yeah. we could not do that. We could not talk Spanish. So I think it's a huge culture shock. And then I think just my mom and in our household and Mexicans in general are just very traditional. You yeah. know, they're just super. Tra- so I, that's why I think it's awesome that your mom and your grandma actually yeah. told you to get surgery. So, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's amazing. Yeah. I think I'm one of the lucky ones that they're like, that's what you want to do. Go ahead. How did they find out about it? Or how did they know about it? I think my grandma just saw it on Univision one day, like years ago with a doctor. And um, she kind of like just told me and then she would tell my mom, Gloria, insurance does it like call the insurance. And I was like a lot younger. Right. But my mom was always kind of like, eh, and I was always like, eh, like I'll lose it myself. You know, and then I yeah. would always lose and gain. And gain. And then, yeah, well, I mean, when you're little, you just really don't care about your health, especially at 16. I, at 16, I really wasn't thinking about, you know, like, I mean, I, I was healthy at six. I was overweight, but healthy, never had anything until I hit 20. And it's like, okay, Joanna, look at your health because now you have high cholesterol. Now you have this, now you have that. Now you really have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so how does like. your mom and your grandma feel now that you oh, did it? No, they're like, they're proud of me because I, like I said, my whole life, I was always trying something and they're like, oh, it's something just going to try and just, you know, let it go. But my mom looks at me and she's like, oh, I see you from afar and I don't even think it's you because you look like, I mean, she's like, you look skinny from afar. I forget that, like, you're not a 300 pound girl walking, you know? And I'm like, I know it's crazy, huh? Or like my dad, if I'm walking like um, by like in the office, he's like, oh, I thought you were your mom. And I'm like, oh, it's me. <laughs> Wow. I bet they're so excited. How do you cook now? I I had saw one of your TikTok videos or maybe Instagram, but y'all were making like traditional tacos and you were kind of showing bariatric style the like the difference, the same traditional dishes, but in bariatric. Yeah. Mostly, most of the time it's just uh, traditional. I just don't use a tortilla or as much like uh, sour cream or crema. But I, mm-hmm. I usually, you know, do a, a tortilla, but I do give myself, you know, the, the privileges sometimes to just eat the tortilla, eat the whole taco, just eat it, <laughs> eat the salt it with, you know, yeah. tortilla. And all. Mm-hmm. I bet it's so good though. Oh, but like when we have carne asadas with families, like, you know, like making all those tacos, like eating your, your carne with like the tortilla and everything. I just don't eat the tortilla. I'm just, they're eating the meat. <laughs> yeah. So you just make, put it in a bowl and just eat the carne asada. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. Girl, that is so good. That sounds so good. <laughs> Do you ever make menudo or tamales? Or uh, no? I'm not a fan of menudo, but we've had like pozole and I just eat the whole pozole. Well, no, I try to get most of like the chicken out and just put a little bit of broth instead of like the whole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I usually don't add the, the maize. I just kind of eat like the chicken, a little bit of the broth with it. My dad used to make menudo every Sunday. I mean, he passed away already, but. So every holidays, like at least two or three times a year, we try to make like a big thing of menudo and it just helps us remember. I mean, I like to cook it and put it together because he taught me how to make it and I like to put it together. It just makes me feel like he's still here, you know, that dish. And I like it, although um, I've only eaten it once since bariatric surgery, but I mostly ate the like the the soup part of it and the corn, you know, and maybe one or two pieces of the tripe. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. 
I mean, that's why yeah. I like to make it. Yeah. My favorite tamale is I love, I love making oh. tamales. Yeah. My mom makes tamales. I, I love her tamales. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. I, I miss those. I haven't, we haven't had though. I think we had some over Christmas, but I mean, you just can't eat, but like one, maybe two, um, maybe. I, for Christmas, I had one. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I'm full. <laughs> I know. It's like, you just want to like, get the juice off the whole and just like just all of it yeah. it's so good yeah or like before surgery that I, I would eat I don't know anywhere from six to ten and then like later that night the recalentado and eating another five six in, in another sitting then now it's like oh I'm eight one I'm really full <laughs> it's so weird so it's not like a diet where like before you would kick all these things out of your diet, you know, it's like, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I got to count calories and I can't have so many carbs a day. Whereas now it's like pretty much eat what we want, but we just, so there's no restrictions, but just eat, we get to eat a little bit of everything that we still love. And so it doesn't yeah. feel like it's a diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a that. little bit, a little healthier choice. Like today I went to Chick-fil-A. And I got the grip, the ba- the grilled bacon pepper jack sandwich without the bun. And I just put like the chicken, the pepper jack and bacon and lettuce. And that's it. Because <laughs> yeah. I know if I eat the bread, I'll, I won't finish it. Not all that extra carbs. Not today. I've tried to eat Chick-fil-A. I don't like their chicken. Oh, I love their chicken. I used to eat it before, which is weird. But now it's like it comes out in these little sections. I don't know. It just gives me Osco. I can't eat it. I just can't eat it. Yeah. I don't. That's what I, whenever I'm like, I need, I need up my protein. I get the 12 count nuggets and I eat them in like half and half. And I know that's like 32 grams of protein. So I eat like six in one sitting and then six later on the day. God, I wish I could eat it. It just gives me Osco. I can't like, I don't know. Well, but too, I can't eat the fried uh, nuggets. I have to eat the grilled because I oh, can't. Yeah, I only get- then I don't know why it just it just gives me Oscar. Yeah, I love their French yeah. fries, but damn, you can't eat those. <laughs> yeah, I can eat one. I find a really soft one, and I just sit there and eat it. Those they fill yeah. you up so fast, you can't eat it. Super, super fast. Yeah. Super fast. What's your your favorite 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 thing right now that you eat it every day and you love it and it's your go to thing. It's probably my eggs with Canadian bacon and avocado. <laughs> I eat that every morning and I have not gone tired of it. It's like one egg, three slices of Canadian bacon, little round ones. And I just cut them up in squares, add them to one, my egg. And then add Cholula sauce to that. And then one ounce of avocado with everything but the bagel seasoning. I've been eating that for like the past two weeks for breakfast. Scramble the egg, you put in the cut up ham inside of it. And you put mm-hmm. in that cholula sauce oh wait and i also add an ounce of cheddar cheese to that so i cook the ham stir it add the egg once it's all done i add one ounce of cheddar cheese just so it can melt then i plate it and then i add cholula and then one ounce of avocado with everything but the bagel seasoning well and it's good oh my gosh this is the best thing ever i could eat it for lunch breakfast and dinner I'm going to have to try that. Well, I like the avocado because that makes it soft. You get in that good fat. You know, I love avocado. Yeah, me too. I mean, now it's different because before I would, we would eat it with chips and salsa and, you know, like 
you know, just sitting there eating it. But now I like to put the avocado with my protein or something because it kind of softens it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then like for lunch, I'll just have like a chicken breast with um, either like a, a literally a little tree of broccoli and then avocado. <laughs> like I don't have to eat avocado and cilantro. Avocado and cilantro for me are like the top two things that I eat. <laughs> Tell me more about your podcast. I want to hear what's the name of it going to be? Uh, I don't have a name yet. Okay. I don't have a name, but I have everything for it. I'm just right now I'm so brainstorming names, topics that I want to talk about and everything. So is it just you or are you going to have a co-host? I think it's just going to be me. So you interview other ladies. Have you heard Life After Fat Pants? No, I have not. Well, look up Life After Fat Pants. It's two sisters. And one of the okay. sisters, Tiffany, she lost like 350 pounds. Wow. She was like 500 pounds or something. Oh, wow. So she's going to be at the Dallas event. Oh, that's amazing. That's Tiffany. And so she's actually bringing her pants, dude. Both of them <laughs> can fit yeah. in her pants. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. She was like bed bound. Yeah. Really struggling. Like, yeah. Like to go on like the, my 600 pound life. Like when they're just like sitting there. Mm -hmm. Like she was, she was pretty, she was, she lost like some crazy, and I don't want to lie and give you the wrong numbers, but I want to say like 300 pounds in a year, like some crazy ass number that she lost. How do you even lose that much? It's to lose that much weight. It's just pouring out of you, like melting. Just, yeah. just, just going through. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh, but she's so amazing though. And she lives over there by Dallas. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. And so her sister, so it's her and her sister that have the podcast. And I don't know if you have any, do you have any sisters? Yeah, I have one sister. Okay. My little sister. Well, it's so funny because they kind of like, sounds like you're arguing, but you're kind of going back and forth, but you're not arguing, but it's like your yeah. sister. Yeah. You know how you kind of get onto each other, but you don't mean anything yeah. by it, but you're just kind of going back and forth. So that's what their podcast is like. From outside it looks like are you guys okay are you guys mad at each other and we're like no we're fine we were just talking <laughs> yeah it's like that and so they're just so cute it's called life after fat pants podcast i have to look that up as soon as yeah <laughs> and it's like sister talk it's really cute it's like life after fat life after fat pants all things sister talk and it's like they're two sisters yeah. and they're just talking and it's really cute but she's going to be in the dallas event I think for and up there, we can fit over a hundred some people. Yeah. So we got the whole rooftop to ourselves. Yeah. So you can invite 30 people, bring your whole family, girl, bring your mom. I like to meet your mom and your grandma because they need a hug. Like, goddamn, that is so good that they did that. I wish that was my mom, and my grandma. When I eat in front of my mom, she's like, yeah, that's all you're going to get. That's what's, what's wrong with you? What's. Are you sick? Like, yeah. You know, it's like something's wrong with you. Like, what's wrong with you? But that's so good that they did that, that they saw you and they thought, you know, I want to help Joanna and, you know, let's do something for her. I think that's bring, bring everybody. My grandma lives in Mexico now. She retired and she was like, I'm going back to my homeland. So she's in Mexico. Aw. <laughs> but my here. 
my mom's here and I invited all my friends. So I know a lot of my bariatric friends. You know how Mexican moms are. If you need to get something done, you get it done, right? Yeah. You get in there and you get it. And so I kind of grew up with that mentality. When I was in junior high, elementary school, I was cleaning offices because we had to work. And in junior high, I was chopping cotton because we had to work. And so I grew up really hard and really poor. I pushed and I went to school. I got my GED. I got my master's degree. I mean, I'm first generation Mexican-American. And yeah, (laughs) if somebody tells me, well, how can you do all that, CC? And it's like, well, you know what? If you want it bad enough, you go get it. You make it happen. And so that's how I feel about doing all this stuff. I think there's really good people out there that want to support really good people. And bariatric patients are amazing. And we have some really good sponsors who really believe in bariatric community. I'm excited about all of it. Spread the word. Make a video on TikTok. Oh, you can (laughs) stitch me on TikTok. I'm Berry Diaries. You'll see my picture. Found you. If I have to pick TikTok or Instagram, I would say TikTok. Like I love TikTok. I love looking at the videos. I think there's so many more bariatric patients on TikTok. I just, I think you learn. It's two two groups. I've I've had a a friend actually on TikTok be like, you're either a bariatric TikToker or you're a bariatric Instagrammer. Like one or the other. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I put a lot more work on TikTok. And then I'm like, oh, I should post it. I posted a TikTok on my Instagram and I'm like, no, but I feel like Instagrams are just more like, why well, post my TikTok on Instagram if it's already on, on TikTok? So it's kind of like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like, oh, I just need to post pictures on Instagram, videos on TikTok. If I have to pick, I, I would love to be on TikTok more. I just don't have the time. I just, I yeah. don't. I mean, I feel like your niche is bariatric. And then a lot of things fall under bariatric, like food reviews and story times and, you know. Yeah, well, definitely stitch me, stitch me, and then find a video on here. I don't know which one. My -hmm. surgery's on there, though. I did put my surgery when I had my surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to fuck your (laughs) TikTok. At the end of our podcast, I like to ask, I ask everybody the same question. What advice do you have for a bariatric patient, pre-op, post-op, maintaining? Like, what advice do you have to give to someone? advice for I want to say something important because I've told this before to somebody that was pre-op don't go out and bulk buy everything because you might not like it post-op like me with the protein shakes because all that money is going to go to waste (laughs) yeah that's one advice yeah we just talked about that too we've all done it everybody's done it we spend so much money I can't tell you how much I've thrown away, girl. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I've thrown away so much food. Yeah, that's a good one. Because you're so excited. You're like, oh, new, like, new me, new everything. And it's like, oh, no, it's like post-op. You're like, oh, I can't even, first of all, I can't even eat or drink that much. Or this doesn't work with my stomach. It doesn't like it. So I have to get rid of it. So, yeah, yeah, that's the one advice I have. That's a good one. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. 
I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet you. You're going to get a swag bag. You get to give away the giveaways. So if you want to bring your mom or whatever, you'll be on the podcast and you'll be there with Dr. Cribbins and with the life okay. after fat pants, you'll get to talk and it's just going to be exciting, I think. And, and I know yeah. I need to post more about it. Cause I, I, I've been really busy lately. So I feel like I haven't promoted, I apologize, <laughs> but oh yeah, I need to get on that. Yeah. And you can stitch me on TikTok, and I'll find you and stitch you too. I need to make a video for you too. I'm not very good at that. I don't like, I need to put makeup and do my hair. I'm just, I didn't start wearing makeup till I was like 35. I'm just uh-huh. not, a, I'm not a makeup person, but I need to put on makeup. Well, some, some people just like the, I mean, I grew up with like, oh, you gotta look good all the time. So I feel like I have makeup all the time, but I know a lot of people are like, Hey, like this person's very real. Like I don't wear makeup. They don't wear makeup. They're very real with their content, you know? So a lot of people like that too. I mean, you have a natural beauty. I would have never guessed, you know, I'm just lazy. I'm just, I don't want to, (laughs) I need, I am going to get some hair extensions. I'm going to get my nails done. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. I'm addressed to the nines. I mean, I will do that for the events. All right, girl. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast. And check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.